The world is changing, and so are we. I'm Alex Chadwick. This is The Adapters from Burn, a podcast about the ways people are adjusting to the challenges of energy and climate change. Okay, this is about what one magazine has called a holy smokes moment in climate change, although the magazine used a stronger S word to make its point. And this is it. Because of global warming, part of Antarctica is collapsing. And this is an irrefutable, unstoppable glacial ice melt that will have a major impact on rising sea levels. Eric Renault is a glaciologist at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory and at the University of California, Irvine. And he's the lead author of one of two studies released in May that conclude the West Antarctica ice sheet is falling apart. Professor Renault, welcome to Burn. Thank you very much. So is this the point of no return for global warming? I wouldn't call it the point of no return for global warming, but it's the point of no return for a large sector of the West Antarctic ice sheet. You mean that that ice sheet is going to melt? Uh, It means that all the ice contained in that sector of West Antarctica will melt. It will take decades to centuries to melt, but at this point, uh, we cannot stop the process. A little more about the geography at issue here, please. Describe what Antarctica used to look like and what's happening now. Well, we usually break Antarctica into two parts. West Antarctica, which is uh, lower-lying and uh, mostly marine-based, so the base of the ice sheet is below sea level, and East Antarctica, which is bigger but rests on bedrock, mostly higher than sea level but not completely higher than sea level. And how is it that your team came to these conclusions? What techniques did you use to figure out that the large uh, western ice sheet is collapsing? Well, we have collected over 20 years of satellite observations and and also airborne observations in that area. We also uh, looked at the instrument record that goes back 40 years into the early days of Landsat uh, to reconstruct the time evolution of this sector of Antarctica. Um, we looked at the velocity of the ice. We look at uh, the position of the transition boundary between grounded ice and floating ice, height moves with time. And we also looked at uh, the topography of uh, the bedrock beneath the ice sheet, uh, and in particular to examine um, deep uh, the valleys where below these glaciers and how much deeper they were becoming uh, inland. I saw a news report about the release of your study, and one thing that I read in it is that the ice is not melting because of warmer air, but because of unusually strong winds. Can you explain what's going on? Yes, in this part of the Antarctic, climate warming is not sufficient to melt the snow and ice from the top. But because Antarctica has not been... um, warming as fast as the rest of the globe. There's been a change in the wind regime around the Antarctic ice sheet. Uh, The the winds have been strengthening uh, over time. And as a result of that, it affected uh, the circulation of the ocean waters around the Antarctic ice sheet. And in particular, it has been able to push more subsurface warm water towards the glaciers and in some parts of the Antarctic coast where uh, the glaciers are relatively close to these sources of warm water, uh, the glaciers have been melting, mostly from the bottom. 
So how will this play out in the decades ahead? What impact is this ice melt going to have on the planet? Well, the sector that uh, we are talking about is draining about one-third of the West Antarctic ice sheet. And if it all melts to sea, it will raise global sea level by a little bit over one meter or three feet, three to four feet. Um, however, it is likely that uh, as the ice recedes from this part of West Antarctica, it will trigger the retreat of the rest of the West Antarctic ice sheet, uh, which uh, can raise a total of 10 to 15 feet of, uh, of sea level. So things are going to be uh, bad, and then they're going to get even worse. Uh, yes, that's one way to put it. Uh, but uh, also, this is uh, we're only looking at a small sector of the Antarctic ice sheet. Uh, I pointed out that there are other parts of Antarctica that may be at risk in the future. Um, I mentioned the Totem Glacier in East Antarctica, which on its own contains 20 feet of sea level rise. And we have indication of very small changes ongoing in that sector, but this, this could, of course, uh, evolve with time. Is there anything that governments can do to adapt to these changes? Well, uh, it, it will be uh, certainly possible for uh, strong economies to adapt to a meter sea level rise. It's going to be more difficult for countries with weaker economy to adapt to that. For instance, uh, Bangladesh or some of the islands in the Pacific will have a harder time. But we're talking about one meter sea level rise by the end of the century. But uh, it will, of course, not stop in 2100. It will, it will go beyond that. I saw a video on, on YouTube of a lecture that you were giving, I think at UC Irvine, mm -hmm. in which you told the students there that your wife was saying, look, you know, it's, it's kind of time for you to retire now. You've had a long career of this. And you said, no, I can't retire now. There's too much science going on. This is what I've been waiting for all my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not close to my retirement age, so I'm going to enjoy that as long as I can. But it is truly... Um uh, sort of a golden age for glaciology because uh, we have access to a lot of observations of the ice sheets which were not available 20 years ago. And we are observing systems that are changing quite rapidly. In many ways, the, the systems uh, surprise us on how fast they react to climate change. So it's it's uh, extremely interesting for, for scientists. And at the same time, it's a little bit worrisome uh, for the general public because these changes uh, are coming a little bit fast. Eric Renault, a professor of Earth System Science at UC Irvine and a senior researcher at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. This is The Adapters, a podcast from Burn, an energy journal produced by Sound Vision Productions, and support comes from the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation. I'm Alex Chadwick.